Welcome to Cato Daily Podcast. This is Anastasia Yaglova, Friday, June 8th. G8 leaders have agreed to make substantial cuts in carbon emissions, a deal that as yet has no substance. Although the compromise has no binding effect at this point, everyone seems hopeful about the deal. But Cato's senior fellow in environmental studies, Pat Michaels, is a bit less sanguine. He'll explain why in this podcast. The president has just announced plans at the G8 meeting for a new international agreement to limit CO2 emissions. What are the details of that deal? The details are that the EU, Canada, and Japan have agreed to reduce their emissions of carbon dioxide to 50% below 1990 levels by 2050. That's only 43 years away. The United States has agreed to specify some unspecified target at some date in the future. What does all this mean? It proves the incredible cheapness of talk. I'm getting the sense here that you don't think the agreement holds any water. <laughs> it's not going to hold any water and it's not going to make any rain. What we're saying here to a world that could not meet the Kyoto Protocol, which required emissions to go 5% below 1990 levels, we're saying, oh, now we're going to reduce them to 50% below 1990 levels. Well, the Kyoto Protocol has been in force for 10 years, and worldwide emissions went up about 25%. Do you really think in 43 years that we are going to go 50% below the emission levels of 1990? Do you really think that we're going to have the global carbon dioxide emissions of 1962? Maybe they're counting on a miracle. But I'm more interested to know why President Bush has changed his tune lately and is suddenly paying so much lip service to environmentalism. Well, he has always been against a specific target and timetable for carbon dioxide reduction, and uh, he got out of the G8 again without a specific one applicable to the United States. What's really going on here is the rest of the G8 is waiting for a new president. They think a new president of either party is going to agree to some timetable and target that will look pretty much like what Canada, Japan, and the EU just did, i.e. 50% reduction in 43 years below 1990 levels. No one knows how to do it. Nobody has any clue what type of technological suite could do it. So really what we have here is some very, very cheap talk. We've waved a magic wand and said these emissions will be reduced by 50% below 1990 levels in the next 43 years without having any magic in the wand. However, Tony Blair and Andrew Merkel, among other leaders, both seem quite optimistic about the prospects for this agreement. Why are you pessimistic? The world couldn't do Kyoto, which would have reduced emissions 5% below 1990 levels. Kyoto came out in 1997. It's 10 years since Kyoto came out. Instead, emissions went up about 25%. To suddenly say, oh, okay, we're going to reduce emissions 10 times more than the Kyoto Protocol specified, to 50% below 1990 levels, in a little bit over 40 years, is preposterous. The technology to do it does not exist. I don't care what spin is put on this. Show me the technologies. Show me the economy. You can't do it with today's world. Sounds like some sort of a multinational PR move. Global warming is hot, politically. It's a political season. Anybody who's not going to be in office 43 years from now, which is everybody at the G8, can agree to anything and say, see, we did it. It's too bad the technology wasn't there. They might be able to save from the grave, but they won't. China is said to overtake the U.S. as the world's largest emitter in 2009. So as a major emitter, is China at all a part of these talks? 
China was an observer here, and the United States has gotten Chinese politics engaged in this. But they are building one coal-fired plant every 12 days. Do you think they're going to shut down those plants in 43 years? The lifetime of a modern power plant is long, 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 and they can be upgraded and retrofitted. They're going to be pumping out carbon dioxide for a long, long time. So a UN-backed treaty on climate change basically is going to have no teeth. The Kyoto Protocol had no teeth. If we wanted a treaty to have teeth, what it would do is there would be economic sanctions against the countries that emitted large amounts of carbon dioxide, which just would happen to be the United States and China, the economic engines of the world for the 20-teens and 2020s, probably. I don't think we're going to go for that, so where are the teeth? Thank you, Pat. And thanks for listening to Cato Daily Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Cato, please visit www.cato.org.